Hey, what's up everybody? It's Michael Tucker here with the Real Estate Success Strategies Podcast. I am your host and today we're going to be talking about using creative financing to buy your next property. So let's jump on in. Well guys, today I wanted to hop on here and talk about creative financing because I feel like there's not a lot of people that do and I want you all to be as prepared as possible when making offers on your next property. I know there's a lot of you all out there that say, hey, I don't have the money I need to buy a property, I don't have 20% down, and so how can I use creative financing to acquire properties? Well, that's what we're gonna jump into today and I'm actually gonna give you a real life example of how we are acquiring 64 acres with zero dollars out of my pocket due to creative financing. So you've probably, if you've on my social media, you've probably heard that story right already, but um, we're gonna jump on in and talk a little bit about multiple ways you can get houses with little or no money out of pocket using creative financing. So uh, before we jump into that, I just wanted to remind you guys, we have a free Facebook group just for real estate investors. It's called the Real Estate Success uh, Group. You can jump right on in. Free content every week. You can jump in there and, and network with other investors and really just learn how to uh, start or scale your real estate business um, in 2020. So if you'd love to do that, just jump in the link below in the description and you can hop in that group for totally free. We'd love to have you in there. But let's jump on in and talk about creative financing. Now, creative financing obviously is just financing outside conventional financing at like a bank or at a credit union. Creative financing is mainly using the owner of the property to fund the deal for you. Let me say that again. Creative financing is mainly using the owner of the property to fund the, the deal for you. So there's multiple ways you can do this. You can do um, you know, owner financing, you can do subject to the mortgage. Um, you can have the seller carry the down payment for the bank. There's multiple ways you can use creative financing. So let's go through them all and I'll you know, share my knowledge with you and maybe plug you into some resources of how you can use uh, creative financing to get you to the next level. So let's, let's start out with uh, the real life example I just gave um, about the 64 acres we are buying hopefully within the next month. We found this deal on Facebook. We just made a post in a Facebook group, said, hey, we're looking for some land in this county. If you have anything you would like to sell, shoot us a message. And so this lady shot us a message, said, hey, um, we're looking to sell. We haven't listed with a realtor yet, but if you'd like to come look first, we would love to um, have you make an offer. So I went out there, looked at the property, uh, took another friend of mine who's also an investor and the numbers looked good. So we, ma we made them an offer. We said, okay, listen, I know we're a little bit of ways from each other on the numbers because my, my note number was probably like $10,000 cheaper than they were. So I said, how about we meet in the middle and we do something a little creative? How about you all put down the down payment for me at the bank? You carry the down payment like we call it. You all put the down payment for me down at the bank and I'll pay you back within one year. So you make an extra five or 10 grand like you were wanting but you have to carry the down payment for me. So these people, not everybody is gonna be all for that, but they were all for it. And they said, well, we wanna, we wanna make interest on that down payment. And I said, okay, that's fine. So what we're doing is we're structuring it to where 
whenever we close on this property, they're gonna go and put the 20% down payment for me at the bank. I'm just explaining this to you because I know it can get a little confusing. So whenever we go to the bank and get a loan, the bank usually requires 20% down, so they're gonna actually take money out of their proceeds and pay down that down payment for me. In return, I have to pay them back within one year with 5% interest on that 20% down payment. So you're like, well, Michael, what happens if you don't sell that property? Well, if I don't sell that property, I still have to pay them back that uh, 20% down payment. I have to pay them back. So what we hope to do is we're going to subdivide this land out into lots and hopefully have it sold within a year so we can pay back the loan from the bank and pay back the sellers their down payment. So that is just one way you can use creative financing to fund a deal, especially if you don't have 20% down. And a lot of people, they want to be investors. They just don't want to deal with rentals. They don't want to deal with tenants. But if you show them a way where they can make money and they can win on something easy like that, and and if you can build uh, trust with them and show them that you're a really trustworthy person, then you you can maybe do this for your next deal. And don't be afraid to ask people like, oh, well, I would never ask that, especially on a big deal or, you know, you know, something that's super expensive or even something super cheap. Listen, you never know until you ask. Usually I'll throw out two options. So I'll say, hey, either I'll pay you cash for this amount or, you know, if you would be interested in making a little bit more money, will you carry the down payment or X, Y, Z? So it's always good to offer multiple options. So it feels like, hey, I have some choices here for the seller, right? They, they think in their head like, hey, we have some choices. It's not just, uh, you know, cash offer and then leave. It's like, hey, which, which would better fit our position we're in now? So that's one way you can acquire property through creative financing is having the seller carry the down payment. Now, if you wanted to go a little deeper, you can ask them if they would owner finance the whole deal. So instead of you going to the bank and pulling a mortgage or a loan, you could actually ask them if they would own or finance the deal over 10, 15, 20, 30 years with interest. So you could say, hey, Mr. Seller, would you love to make money and make, <laughs> make this property your own right now an investment for you? And most of the time they're gonna be like, yeah, unless they're in like a really dire situation where they have to get out and sell. They'll be like, oh yeah, I would love that. Say, hey, how, how would you like if we owner finance this house for 10 or 15 years for 4%, 5% annual interest rate? And, you know, and after that 10 years, we'll pay it off. And so you'll make interest and you'll, you know, you'll make money off the sale of the house. And most of the time they'll be like, well, give me some more details. Let's chat a little bit more about it. And so, you know, that's another way you can acquire properties with little or no money out of pocket. If you want, you can put down a small down payment with them so they, so they know you're legit. You can say, hey, listen, you, you know, we'll put down 5000 10000 or maybe even just a couple thousand so they know you're legit. And uh, we've had friends that have done this with no money down. Um, so there's countless, countless ways you can do this. But that's another way that you can use creative financing to buy your next property. And so um, carry the down payment owner finance. There's also something called buying a house subject to the existing mortgage. Now, this one is a little bit more advanced. And to be honest, I have never done it, but I've learned a lot about it. And um, there's been deals where I have about done it. Um, So buying a house subject to the existing mortgage 
means that you're taking over that loan and that mortgage for that individual, for that seller. So let's say that a seller can't keep up with their monthly mortgage payments. They're falling behind. They're getting ready to go into foreclosure. You can actually take over their monthly payments for them so they don't go in foreclosure and go bankrupt. Um, and you know, whenever they go in foreclosure, that goes on their credit score. You know, that goes on their history. And a lot of people don't want that. So you can come into the or come into the situation. Sorry about that. Come into the situation as an expert, and you know, offer that solution of, hey, would you like, you know, for us to, you know, just take over this whole house for you, get it, you know, off your plate. And there's some people that are going to be so stressed out, and they're going to be so you know, to a point where they don't even care anymore, they just want to get rid of the property, they would be interested in that. And you can even structure it this way. You can even structure it to where you pay them an additional $50 a month for using that loan. So hopefully, you know, you're listening right now. Hopefully you're not confused. Let's let's make this a little bit more simpler. Subject to just means you're taking over that loan for the person. You're just making those monthly payments for them. The loan actually doesn't go into your name. Most of the time, if, if a loan gets switched over to another person's lane, uh, to another person's name, you'll have to, you know, go ahead and just cash out that loan and uh, pay out that loan. So we don't want that. So you would keep it in the seller's name, and you would just make those monthly payments for them. So you could turn around. Usually, if a seller is in this situation, usually they don't have no equity. So if you sold it, you know, you wouldn't make any money on the on the market by selling it. So subject two is mainly, you know, used for rentals, for Airbnbs. You know, you can acquire these properties and just take over the monthly payment and turn them into rentals. And a lot of sellers, they don't know how to, you know, do rentals. They don't know how to be a property manager. So, you know, they don't even think about it. Now, listen, subject two isn't always a good deal. Now you're thinking to yourself, oh, you know, I would love just to take over somebody somebody else's mortgage. Well, you need to make sure that the monthly cash flow is good and you know after you do your repairs to the property and you put a tenant in there that you know you're you're making you know that 150 200 a month for me that's minimum cash flow because you don't want to take over somebody else's loan and not be able to cash flow on it that's a big responsibility you're taking over that loan um, and somebody's pretty much trusting you with their house um, but that's another option you can use to get a house with little or no money out of your pocket and actually you're probably wondering well you know What's the risk in that? There is, you know, there's a little risk. And that's that's why I said do your research with that so you know exactly what to expect for subject to investing. But let's go over these. So we had you have the seller carry the down payment. You can do owner financing, or a lot of people call it a land contract or a contract for deed. You can do subject to the existing mortgage, which is really good for people that are going to foreclosure or that, you know or inherited a house with a loan on it or something of that sort. And there's tons of other ways you can do this as well. To be honest, you can get so creative when structuring these properties. It's it's unreal. So the, the key is just figuring out exactly what the property owners want and creating a creative strategy around that need. So for example, maybe they would be interested and they wanna make money. They wanna you know have the property as an investment they just don't want to be a landlord like we talked about earlier. That would be a great opportunity to ask them if they would want to own or finance the property. Or maybe some of them, like we talked about, are just going through a financial hardship at the moment and they just need to get out 
and you know they want to sell for cash, you know that's when you offer cash and I say, hey, would you be willing to carry the down payment for six months or a year? Or you can offer that subject to an existing mortgage. And there's many other methods you can use, but those are just three methods you can use to acquire properties strategically and creatively. I would really highly suggest you go on the YouTube and on the internet and just search creative financing because there's tons of resources out there, people talking about how you can acquire properties in many different ways outside conventional financing, many different ways outside of the conventional funding you get at a bank. And for some of you all, you may have acquired some properties, you may have gotten a few loans at the banks, and your, your debt to income is pretty high. So by doing this and finding creative strategies, it can also help you expand your portfolio in a much better way. So. Um, you know, this is, like I said, it, it takes a little while to learn, and I would encourage you guys to take your education on creative financing a little further. Don't just take what I said here and stop here. Go further. Find some books. There's um, several YouTube channels out there you can search for and learn about it. But if you have any questions about, you know, how to have the seller carry the down payment or, you know, about subject to mortgage, shoot me a message. I would love to help you as much as I can. I may not have all the answers, but I'll direct you to somebody who does. And I'll keep you guys updated on the 64 acres we're buying. Um, like I said, we're going to be buying that. We're going to be subdividing it into about three to five acre lots. And we're going to be selling those lots and hopefully making um, decent money off that. We'll see. <laughs> I've never done a land deal like this, dividing it out. So it'll be interesting. But our plan is, like I said, to sell the lots and then pay back the seller their down payment with interest. And so it's cool. Like this person, they were very... Um, hesitant about the whole process of, um, you know, us, you know, writing up the paperwork and getting this all done. But we used our bank as leverage. We used our lender as leverage and told them, hey, like, we've done several deals with with this lender, with his bank. We're credible. And if you would like their number, here they are. So that's just another tip. As you're presenting these offers, there's going to be people like, well, how do I know that you're going to follow up on your end of the deal? How do I know that you're going to pay me the 20% down after the year's up? Well, one, you need to set up some kind of uh, promissory note or some kind of contract between you two that's legally binding. I know that can be a little scary sometimes when you put it, but it's part of an investment. So have something so they can see, hey, this is legit and you know this is a legal binding contract. So that's, that's one way. But the second way to build that credibility and that trust is to you know use your lenders, use your team as credibility. If somebody's having a hard time you know, accepting the fact that you can take over their mortgage for them and make their monthly payments through a subject to, or maybe they're having a hard time believing that you're going to you know, pay them back their 20% down payment at the end of the year, you know, have them reach out to your team. Have them reach out to your lenders so they can see that you are truly who you say you are. You can say, hey, here's my, my lender. Here's Katie at XYZ Bank. Give her a call she, you know, and ask her how good we've been to work with. Or like, hey, here's my property manager. He manages five other properties for us. Give him a call and see how he likes working with us. And so although this takes a little bit more work, giving them all the contact information, it can help build trust in a great way. Now, you're probably you know, wondering, well, that's, that's, you know, that's really cool, but you know, you know, where do we, where do we go from, from there? Where do we go from there? So, you know, just give them the contact information and let the people know 
that you know your property manager, your lenders say, hey, I'm gonna have somebody reaching out to you. Would you please just you know give a good recommendation for me? Most of the time they will. And um, you know, most of the time it'll help out tremendously. So just make that extra step, reach out to the people on your team and let them know that somebody's gonna be reaching out to them so they know what to be prepared for. So that's a little bit how we do that. That's how we build trust with our sellers. And I hope you guys can use that to build trust with your sellers as well. And uh, like I said, if you have any questions about uh, any of these creative strategies, shoot me a message and I would love to chat with you. Um, Again, please join our Facebook group. We'd love to have you in there learning real estate with us and scaling your real estate business with us. And um, yeah, if you haven't listened to any of the other past podcasts, we have some great guests on millionaires in real estate, people that are just starting out. We have people from all walks of life on the Real Estate Success Strategies podcast, all talking about different ways they've used real estate to build their way to residual income. So if you guys would like to just go back and listen to the rest of the podcast episodes and please subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to hear your thoughts, love to hear how we're doing on this podcast uh, because the more reviews we get, the more um, subscribers we get, the more we're able to make these episodes for people. So uh, until next time, guys, God bless you guys. And if you have any questions, shoot me a message in the Facebook group and we would love to chat with you soon. God bless. God bless.